Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to Elo Governor, the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hello Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. And I'm Tom. And uh, it's a special episode because uh, the return of Tom. Hey. <laughs> Who um, has been absent from the past couple of episodes because of uh, life and we have not had time to record the, any new episodes. Yeah. So I apologize for that. But uh, on the plus side, I got a new microphone. Hooray. So I sound better now. <laughs> yeah, you sound a little better than this. <laughs> so it actually sounds like a legit podcast and not like someone sitting at home recording a Skype conversation. Exactly. <laughs> and welcome to uh, Talk Radio. <laughs> oh, oh, don't never, never do that again, mate. So never, never. never. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been watching a lot of Frasier, and then like you, you know what happens when like when you when you watch a when you watch a show, uh, and then you get used to an actor and the way they talk, and then you start imitating them. Yeah, just just just, just see Cody Cody Graham just turn blue, and get hairy, and just flips the table and everything like that, start crawling <laughs> on the ceiling. That that he grows his hair out extremely like a starfish, and he starts killing a, a boy who's yellow. One of the two. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, so Tom, uh, what's it like being back on the show? I feel okay, feel good. So yeah, uh, for those that are new to the regular episodes, we usually talk about wrestling first, so if you're not into the wrestling stuff, skip to 40 or so minutes. Yeah. So, Survivor Series, what a shitty pay-per-view. Yeah, a bit of a doozy, isn't it? Terrible booking, last-minute booking, Sheamus is totally not over as the champion, uh, people still hate Roman Reigns, and whatever, I don't really give a shit anymore. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, Survivor Series can be a real hit and miss each year, that's the problem, it's like, I went to one back in 2013, that was, mm, then last year one was quite good, and this year's one is like, oh, okay, we, you've given this to us, oh, okay. And what bothered me was, like, the Taker match was the curtain jerker. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I don't get this. It's like, um, keep this in mind, Charlotte and Paige had more time in their match than the um, Brothers of Destruction versus the Wyatt family. I wouldn't even call that a match. I would call that just a, like, two-minute squash well, that, that that match, you could tell you didn't know what the hell was going on because it's like uh, you didn't know who was going to be in the ring. It's like you thought it was going to be, you thought you knew Bray Wyatt was going to be in it, but you didn't know who was the other one was. And everyone thought it was going to be um, Strowman, and it wasn't Strowman. It ended up being Luke Harper instead, and it's like okay, this is just getting a little bit mad here. <laughs> 
And I feel sorry for both for uh, Strowman and uh, Harper because this is their this is the highlight of their career. They'll never amount to anything in this company. This would mean it would make more sense if it was like you know two on four match instead. You know, yeah, that would have been a little bit more interesting. So yeah, pretty. Pretty curtain jerker moment, but it was great seeing Taker one last time at Survivor Series. So yeah, I mean, so Taker really put his work into this year. I think that's the reason why he's been doing so much more because he he physically does look a lot more healthy. Yeah, and 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 for those who don't know, he is on his way out. So yeah. this is, chances are this is his final year with the company. Yeah, pretty, pretty much like this is more than likely going to be his final year if he does stay on for another WrestleMania afterwards. That's high and likely, but I think it's going to be his final one. And have you heard the rumors with Taker, who final opponent might be ever since Sting got injured and he's not going to be back in time? Who? Oh. John Cena. <laughs> and his date was John, John Cena. Cena. <laughs> that's going to be interesting if that's the case. I would love to see that, actually, because, you know, I know people hate to admit this, but Cena is a fantastic worker. And he can put his all if he gives a shit yeah, he, about his opponent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If Cena can actually pull it out, he can pull it out. But it's annoying with Cena. It's like 50% of the time he does give it his all, and then 50% of the time he doesn't. It's not saying he doesn't give his 4%. He's not a bad, bad wrestler. But he basically, it's the he has like, you know, like Shawn Michaels was like back in like the nineties and stuff like that. Shawn Michaels. Oh God, Shawn Shawn was worse. Shawn was just like, if I'm not going to work, Shawn literally would point to people and say, "I'm not working with that guy," and they yeah. would kill any angle that that he would have with them. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying he's that bad, but it's like that sort of effects, you know? Like basically, John doesn't. It's just, John Cena's not really into it. I feel he doesn't give it his all, you know. No, but I think hands down, like, 2015 was such a mediocre year for the WWE, but I will say yeah. right now that feud of the year, it has to be Kevin Owens versus John Cena, hands down. Hands down. Kevin Owens and John Cena? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Because, you know, having Kevin Owens just show up, beat Cena clean at like a, a pay-per-view in his first debut pay-per-view match. That's amazing. Well, the, the thing is with Kevin Owens is that he's an impressive guy, but I think he's lost a bit of his momentum this year, to be honest. Well, you know, that, 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 that's booking. Not, that's not his fault. <laughs> it's like said, booking. And um, he just got into a bit of a rut, to be honest. It's like, okay, I'm going to be the generic arsehole. Okay, why are you going to be generic arsehole? Because I'm a prize fighter. Okay, <laughs> that, okay. Fine, okay, we'll go with that. And it's like, and then Vince backstage, like, what are we going to do with Kevin Owens? Well, we don't know what we're going to do. Put the IC title on him. Okay, you sure? Yeah. Fine. That's what, uh, that's what we always do with talent. If it's like, oh, we want to make him relevant. How are we going to make him relevant? Okay, let's just throw the IC or US title on him. At least he's better than fucking Del Rio, who, oh, God. Oh, I, I, just, I, I, I do I, not just... like that gimmick with him at the moment, with <laughs> Steph Coulter. Like I, I, like, I know people who are really hyped to see him back, but I'm like, I still, literally, I'm sitting there, I'm watching Seb coming out, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be Jack Swagger, and then suddenly Bert Del Rio come, comes out, I'm like, wait, 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 what? This makes no sense, storyline-wise, and behind-the-scenes-wise. Now, I'm just going to be honest right now, I, I never liked Del Rio. I never liked never. him. Never. No, I never liked him. I, I, I've always had a... 
This is the thing with me with Del Rio. I really never liked him. I really I never thought he ever got over properly. Um, I think it was the crowd could never get behind him. He was so boring because all he had was like a stupid little like announcer commentator sort of thing that introduced him. And then he had he had these fancy cars. He came out and then once they dropped those, it's like all he kept saying that it's my destiny. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, I I don't like him because I've seen shoot interviews with him and he comes off as the most arrogant piece of shit ever. Yeah, he's... who legit thinks that he is the shit. I am not kidding. He's not. I mean, he's not that great to be honest. He's he's overrated at best. Like he is he is what people think John Cena and Randy Orton are. I know. Like I'll say that right now. This is what people think John Cena and Randy Orton are. But at least John Cena and Randy Orton can give good matches. This this, this, this this fucking guy has never given a, a good match ever. No. Period. Well, that's why I I don't know why WWE spent that much money getting him back. That's the thing. It's like why? Oh God, I, have you heard the story about him in developmental? Where he's like, I'm not doing developmental. Yeah. Fuck you. Put me on the main roster. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't get that. Literally, they wanted. Uh, literally, they gave him this gimmick, and basically, it was like, okay, we have slapped this together, and then he didn't want to go into developmental. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. I never understood that. It's really stupid. And um, no, I don't like him. I don't like the guy. I mean, fucking Rob Van Dam came back and put him over, and what did that do? Oh, he what did that do? He, he bugged off to AAA, and then, then, then basically Vince basically was like, okay, we're going to give you this big giant sack of cash if you come back and work with us. When he went, well, you did call me racist. I went, okay, what about two giant sacks of cash? Hey, my brother. <laughs> and that's what kind of pissed me off. It's like, oh, someone was being someone was being racist backstage. So what does he do? He slaps the guy for being racist. So I'm like, um, if someone is being racist, just go backstage and tell Vince about it, and they'll get him fired. <laughs> well, I, I I do not get. I do not know why WWE have decided to put efforts in again to try to get to. I think the way I see it, it's basically. I think basically WWE wants to get that Mexican crowd because WWE ratings have been in the pan for quite a while now. Oh, this is their worst tier ever because yeah. like all the all the main guys are injured or left. Yeah, and they have no one. They have yeah. no one. Basically, John Cena's away, which is really really shocking that he's actually got time off. Um, I'm trying to figure who else is basically John Cena's gone. At the moment. Orton has dislocated his shoulder again. Again, so he's <laughs> out for about a good six to nine months. Uh, Rollins got injured. Six to nine Cesaro months. Cesaro got injured. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking everybody's injured. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's like, it definitely is cursed this year or something. It's like, even the NXT crowd, if you look at that, a lot of the NXT wrestlers have injured as well, and they're out for long periods of time. Oh, God, I feel sorry for Sami Zayn. Like, he was just about to get a push at, on the main roster, and then he got injured. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got injured, and he's out. He, isn't he, like, out to six months or something like that? Yeah. Oh, God. Hideo Atami, Atami, they put a lot of money into Atami, and they're like, oh, he's going to be the next big thing, and they had, like, Hulk Hogan hype him up and all that shit, and he got injured. Yeah, he got injured, and, and he's out for about six or nine months as well, and it's like, oh yeah. my god, all these wrestlers are just getting hurt, and I'm like, and I'm like wow, WWE, what's happened with your awareness policy? I thought that shit was meant to be in place to stop wrestlers getting fucking hurt, <laughs> you know? Also, oh yeah, also um, Tyson's kid out as well. 
I remember. Oh god, I they don't even know if he's gonna come that, back. That man, that man is fucking amazing because the injury he suffered was like similar to Christopher Reeve's injury. Oh god, yeah. And and the fact that he survived that, yeah, makes him a fucking yeah amazing guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like he's out, and it's like, and it's like because he's he's out. Natalie's taking time off to look after him, and um, the women's division. Um, Nikki's injured as well. She's injured her neck <laughs> as well, and they don't know don't know when she's going to be back. And because she's out, but it's obviously they're taking Brie off TV as well, so that had a knock on effect. And because Alicia Fox was with them at the time, they're taking her off TV as well. <laughs> I don't know what has happened to Charlotte Banks and to Tamina Snooker and Naomi. I don't know what the fuck happened to them. They suddenly just disappeared. No, they did have matches at Raw, but I don't think that they're relevant. No, definitely. To be quite honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it maybe it's not. It's like, okay, we're going to electrify and like revolutionize the, the women's division. I'm like, where where are the fucking divas? <laughs> no, I, you know? I, I knew, I, I kind of knew there was, this was going to happen because I'm like, hmm, who are they going to push? Ric Flair's daughter. That's who they're going to push. Yeah. Everyone else can go fuck off. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're pushing Rick Flair's daughter, and then, like, they're pushing Paige to extent. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there at the moment. It's like, if, if it's one of those weird things. It's like, WWE, at this point in time, you really want to be a fly on the wall because you really want to know what's going on in the creative meetings and stuff like that and what's actually being said, you know? Oh, Raw was awful. Raw was supposed yeah. to, like, you know ease people up on the on the crap that was survivor series but it was worse because like they were they, it, it was clear that there was like a lot of random booking on, on raw but we'll get to that back to survivor series yeah. <laughs> okay um you're not really annoyed about this one of the the classic survivor series style matches was on the pre-show yeah because fuck that and it wasn't even <laughs> advertised yeah <laughs> Which makes even less sense. It's like kickoff. I'm like, who's who's in the kickoff? We don't know. <laughs> right, okay, get Goldust with the Dugleys out there with Neville and Tyson O'Neill and make them fight, um, I know, the Cosmic Race around Stardust and the Extension who essentially just turned into jobs every since leaving NXT. But when it's weird with the Extension at the moment because they're jumping back and forth between the main roster and NXT. When they're on the main roster, they're treated as jobbers. But when they go back to NXT... They treat them with quite well, and then also the yeah, though that, that, that kind of pissed me off because like when I saw them on NXT, I'm like, oh my god, these guys are so badass, oh, they and they work so well together. You got like the, the little guy and the big guy works so great, right? Yeah. But then they go on Raw and they get the legends burying them and JBL taking a shit on them, yeah, on the mic, and then just yeah, that makes no sense. It's, it's like. I think that's one of the rare examples when they brought someone from over an NXT over to the main roster and it just hasn't worked. Like, it's like imagine when it's like imagine when like The Rock or Stone Cold debuted or something like that, and then you had like Ted DiBiase because like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin debuted as the Ringmaster, yeah. and then you imagine like Ted DiBiase taking the mic and then just saying, "This guy's a piece of shit. He'll never you know amount to anything in this company." Yeah. And also, apparently, both um, the Miz and Bo Dallas was also in that match as well. So that was like, okay. Oh God, what fucking happened to the Miz? That's Miz? just embarrassing. <laughs> you ever watch um, what's it? Um, Beaver Spud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't remember which one it is because I never really watch it. But there's a there's a bit when one of the characters pulls his t-shirt above his head. <laughs> Cornwall, yeah. Yeah, that's what he looks like to me at the moment <laughs> with that stupid hoodie thing. <laughs> 
Oh god, I I just kind of miss um the thing that he had with Mizdow. I'm like, just just bring them back, you know, just 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 bring those two back. Well, they were fun. Well, basically, they they taken basically what happened was Mizdow was with um, Kurt Hennis' son, uh, Curtis Axel, Curtis Axel, and they were doing the mega the mega yeah power, the mega <laughs> powers, but they taken that they taken. Axel off TV because, well, because of his whole Hogan stick he was doing, and Hogan came out to be a racist. They had to take <laughs> him off TV and rework his gimmick, and in doing so, they're taking Miz Down off television to rework his gimmick as well. And the last time I saw Miz Down was on, um, oh, who was that guy's YouTube page? Um, um, one of the really superstars has like a video game. Yeah, yeah, uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah, up, up, down, down. And yeah. that's the last time I saw him. I'm like, wow, I'm seeing him on a YouTube video on someone else's channel of a superstar. Okay. No, that kind of, I was watching that. I'm like, who's that guy next to him? I, I know that guy's similar, but I don't know who that is. And then I realized, oh, shit, that's Heath Slater. And because he's been off TV for so long, I forgot what he looked like. Yeah. He's recently <laughs> gone back on TV more recently, but we talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to that when we, when we get to Raw. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. That It wasn't a good match. It wasn't that good. It was. It had its moments. It's good. Again, I, I, I enjoy watching the Douglas and everything. Like I'll be honest, I didn't know that it, you know if if the Dudleys were gonna work in 2015 because like I I'm I'm more of a fan of Bully Ray in yeah. TNA than I am of the Dudleys. Yeah. But you know it it works. I, the crowd I, likes it. I mean the crowd know. the crowd. I think the reason why they'd be away they've been away long enough for them to be yeah. missed. And yeah. <laughs> I, I think the other thing the other reason why it works as well is because um, it's that. People really like like the Douglies, and when you, when the Douglies come out, you know they're going to bring a table for them, and you're going to see some sort of action. And yeah, the the and also the thing is that the tag team division is getting starting to get better. When you throw someone like that, a team like that can that can still go with the younger lot. It really propelled the younger people to even become even better. You know. Yeah, I think if if they weren't feuding with the New Day, the New Day would have never gotten over. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, yeah, crappy last-minute booking, and speaking of crappy last-minute booking, oh boy, the Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler feud, holy lord. <laughs> I knew for a fact that Tyler Breeze was going to win this match, because I, I, was, I spoke to a few people who watch wrestling with him, and we were talking about, oh, he's going to win watch match, I went, well, Tyler Breeze from NXT, I think they learned the lesson of burying the NXT um, superstars when they bring him over, it's obvious that they're going to put him over over Dolph Ziggler in some sort of way and fashion. And you know, you know what this reminds me of. And I was talking to this with Sam at work today. Yeah. I, I told her like it reminds me so much of the Fandango Chris Jericho feud from t- t- 2013. Yeah, it, it did feel like a rehash, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because the thing was, I think Lana was meant to be in this whole mix as well. This feud, but because she got injured as well. Um, she's taken out the equation, you know. Well, you know, she got you know if if yeah. her, her injury is funny when you when you look in the hindsight of it. Basically, she she tripped it on her own high hill and twisted her ankle. That that's that's just hilarious. But yeah, sad at the same like, time, God, because she was training to actually do some in ring stuff, and then suddenly it's like no, twisted her ankle. Oh God. Uh. Also, like, I, I can't imagine, like, how how she got engaged to Rusev in real life. I'm like, what do you see in him? 
I don't know. Maybe, what do you see in them? I don't know. Maybe got, they've got similar personalities. <laughs> maybe they like the same thing. I don't know. But, um... No, yeah. but like I, like I said, it remi- the feud reminds me so much of Jericho and Fandango and how Jericho put over Fandango and then they did fuck all with Fandango after that. Oh, yeah, he had like, was it? Here in the UK, I think his song reached like number one in the charts for, for, for a week or so on iTunes. Yeah, and, and they never capitalized on no, that, which is just did. stupid. I never understood that. They should... They should have addressed that, but they were like, no, no. This this is the thing that annoys me about WWE, is that um, if it's, like, normal growth, like, basically, the fans are getting behind a wrestler or a diva, um, whatever, well, whatever you want to call them, um, get behind someone, if it, it was a natural thing, WWE does not like that now, for some odd reason. They don't like natural growth. It has to be more creative growth, you know? Basically, it has to be basically made for the fans to like not that the fans should like what they like you know uh, which is shocking because like last year daniel bryan got really popular and they and they and they fucking told them like the fans told wwe if you don't push this guy we're gonna fucking burn your building down <laughs> and they meant it <laughs> and they meant it <laughs> i've never seen the WWE crowd that rabid ever god i think i'm trying to try to remember the last time i've seen them that rabid i think Two things come to mind with the whole thing with CM Punk and I think the other thing. You remember when they brought back um, ECW? Uh, ECW. Oh, oh, December. Do you just remember the main event with yeah. Bobby Lashley? Yeah. <laughs> they oh. start. They started chanting bullshit yeah. TNA yeah. and change the channel. <laughs> yeah, they got. They went through the roof of that. They. Oh. Yeah, they're done with me. I've never seen. Oh no, no, Royal Rumble as well. Which year? Because they did it twice. <laughs> twice. It was, it was the year. It was the year when. Um, Bautista what, or Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. I Roman Reigns one was pretty bad. <laughs> because Daniel Bryan got eliminated, and uh, when Daniel Bryan got eliminated, like halfway through the whole whole Royal Rumble, the crowd was just not into it. They were just like booing everyone. <laughs> Didn't matter your face, heel, whatever. They were just booing you. <laughs> that was that. Yeah, that that was all. That was awkward. And also the blue teaster one as well. Yeah, that was awkward as well. <laughs> uh, the um, fun times. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> yeah, that was so awkward. But again, Daniel Bryan's been out of action. Because of concussion. Uh, I, 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 I kind of feel sorry for him because, like, they don't know if he'll ever come back. And I'm well, like, well... Whatever I mean, every single time I see him in an interview recently and they ask him, oh, are you going to go back in the ring? He went, he's like, I don't know. I just need to wait for the doctors. The WWE doctors give me the clear, you know? And so just the WWE doctors. He went, like, to a WWE doctor, to an NFL doctor, and now he's waiting for, like, a third doctor. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, it's weird what's going on with that at the moment. Um, going back to the pay-per-view, I know I'm getting sidetracked, but yeah. it's been so fucking long since we've recorded an episode, yeah. so... Well, you know. Roman Reigns um, beat it about the real, so I was happy about that. In a pretty decent match, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, you well, know... Roman Reigns has been getting a lot better. Oh, his match with Bray Wyatt at Battleground is my favorite match yeah. that he's been in. That was a fucking great match. That was a really good match. He really upped his game for that. And also, his match with yeah. Sorrow as well. That was really good. Oh, my God. That was 
He's big. Magnificent. He's getting on. Magnificent. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know I'm skipping forward here, but yet again, I I think what WWE's doing now with him, they stop trying to make him. They stop trying to make him Cena too. You know. Yeah, but at the but the but the same but at the same time, they're still they're still scared as all shit of putting the belt on him. They really are. I've, well, have you heard the rumors about backstage? Basically, they will only put the belt on him properly once the crowd stop booing him. I'm like, no, that's not that's not going to happen because this is the problem with WWE fans. WWE fans are fucking picky as fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> the day modern wrestling fans are picky as fuck, and the problem is with as well modern wrestling fans as well. Every modern wrestling fan think they're a smart mark because it's like basically the illusion of kayfabe is pretty much dead. And um, it, it's annoying. I, I think even Mick Foley made a point about this recently. Is that he oh, he got, NXT. He, 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 yeah. he got pissed at the NXT guys. Yeah, he got <laughs> he pissed. He got really pissed. Yeah, he got pissed <laughs> off with the fans because he's like, yeah. he's like, you're not giving anyone a chance. Yeah, because they, they got really shitty. Like, I, I, I had to stop watching NXT because they got really shitty once the crowd got started getting bigger. Back when it was, like, just college students, I didn't mind it. But now it's, like, really annoying. It, 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 again, NXT, it's a good thing, but at the same time, I think more recently, I think it's gotten... Uh, it's one of those shows that probably most of the smart marks go to constantly, you know. Yeah, and and it's like, oh, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna watch NXT because that's real wrestling, and I'm like, really, really. It's pretty much NXT. Is this this generation ECW? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's ECW. It's like ECW, and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's it's a good show, but. Can you at least respect the talent there and not boo them when they when it, when it, when someone you don't like is getting pushed like that Apollo Cruz guy? I, I've heard that he's been yeah. getting booed yeah. lately. I, I I think the only person they have the right to boo is Eva Marie only because she's not that great of a wrestler. <laughs> oh, she's she's terrible. She oh, she's she deserves not. to she deserves to fucking leave the company. I do not know why they still have her around. She cannot wrestle. <laughs> Because Vince, Vince, Vince needs something to jerk off to. Well, again, you pretty much shook the words out of my mouth there. Basically, she's something <laughs> to look at. That's about it, man. She's kind of entertain. She's entertaining on Total Divas and that Kim Kardashian way. You just stare at her and you see when she says or does something, you're just like, did she seriously just do that? <laughs> it's like, are you real? Are you a robot? You, you clearly yeah. are a robot. <laughs> Please show emotion. Something. So yeah, back to Survivor Series. Yeah. I know we're getting a lot off topic, but I'm sorry. No, I, I thought Roman Reigns versus Verde Real was a good match. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. I thought this was one of. I think this probably hands down probably has to be the, one of the best matches of the night. It was the only highlight of the show, to be quite honest. Yeah, it was a really good match. It's just like uh, I mean, I'm not saying the Roman Verde Real match was bad compared to it. it was, that was a good match, but compared to that, this was a really good match. This was a fucking wrestling match, and I'll just beautiful, beautiful fucking match. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. It's like you believe every single moment. I I hope the good. I think they are going to do this. They're going to have Dean Ambrose go up against Kevin Owens. I think that's pretty much. Been they they should, but I don't know what the fuck they were doing on Raw. I know. I I know the. What was it? I know the information for the SmackDown tape has been released, so. 
there were basically people were there basically was talking about it. I know he, um, Dean Ambrose wins is the number one contender to face Kevin Owens for his IC title, so that's fine. why couldn't they do that on Raw, and not SmackDown? I don't know why they fucking do this. On I don't. SmackDown. I, I no think one, no trying, one watches that. No one watches that fucking show. I think they're trying to get more people watching SmackDown again, but yet again, it's like a little bit too late. You pretty much poisoned the the pond in that one quite badly. Because <laughs> SmackDown has gone through being the B show to the filler show, to the continuation of the storylines, to, to whatever the fuck to uh, whatever the fuck it is now. And then the funny thing with SmackDown, at one point, it was actually better than Raw. Oh, yeah, two, 2003 to 2005, 6. Yeah, oh, 2006 was like the highlight year of SmackDown. Because Paul Heyman was writing for that show most of the time. Yeah. And you had like... When, Ed, when Eddie was feuding with Angle, yeah. holy shit, that was a, that was a great fucking... And also, you look at the if you look at the roster on that as well. You had Kurt Angle on there. You had Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero. You had um, was it John Cena on there for for quite a long while? You had the Undertaker. Had JBL. It Lesnar. was really good, really solid. It's just I don't get it. I don't get what it what what why it's like the the fucking B show now. It's just embarrassing. It's pretty much turned into this generation's heat slash velocity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, fucking main event and and uh, superstars has better quality matches than SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That's saying a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, um, Dean vs. Bernie Kevin, really good, really like it. Um, was we got the next match, which is a five on five um, traditional Survivor Series match. This one I do not know how to feel about. Which one? It's the right. It's it's basically the one with Ryback, the Usos. Lucha Dragons versus the New Day, Sheamus and King Barrett. Yeah, way way to throw in a bunch of random mid card guys into a match for no reason. Yeah, I mean, I will say this: the um, New Day. I, I, I will say about the New Day. I, when they first came out with a gimmick, no one liked it. Everyone was rumors were going around the internet was that oh they're going to be this whole new nation domination idea, but. I think more recently they got over because thanks. I think we'll say one reason because of the Dudleys, and I think that WWE stopped meddling into what they were doing as well. And they actually and they actually let them be heels instead of baby faces, yeah, exactly. which was and, you know. Yeah, and and the thing the thing was the new day as well. I was recently watching WWE Network. They got this show called um, Free to a Table. And I, I need to watch that because I heard that's really good. It's really good. It had like all they had like. Uh, Kofi, Xavier, and Biggie all sitting around talking about it, and they actually go into full detail about how they came up with the concept of um, of um, the New Day, which was quite cool. It was, it was really fascinating as well. Uh, when because because originally it was like Xavier Woods had this character who turned into like a Malcolm X type yeah. character, which was really weird. <laughs> yeah, because the thing was that they were originally. Basically, what happened? Xavier Woods came up with the idea. He pitched it to Biggie, saying that, "Oh, do you want to be in this team?" Da 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 da. And they were still developing it. They teased it. Uh, people liked it, but then Xavier Woods wasn't one hundred percent sure on it, so he pulled back on it. They disbanded it. Then they got them all back together, and then they were like, "Okay, we want to bring Kofi into the mix with this, but we don't know if Kofi, they will accept Kofi as being a heel because he's such a 
you you know, a fan favourite. I think he works a lot better as a heel, oh, to he be does. quite honest. <laughs> oh yeah, he has so much fun. Um, they all have fun, that's the thing, they just be themselves, and it's... It, it's not, when they first started, I, I hated them, because like, they would come out, and then you had Michael fucking Cole on, on commentary saying, these guys are a lot of fun. It's it's a party whenever the New Day shows up, and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, and it, 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 you know what I mean, they, they let them be themselves, and now... WWE think, okay, yeah, they, they're over. They're letting them coming up with their own ideas. And this is the thing that annoys me about WWE is that I think they seem to have forgot this back in the 90s when the whole, you know, the new generation era and the whole um, attitude era and even Roots Regression era to an extent is that... Yeah, I mean, because, because, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin was given a shit gimmick with the Ringmaster and, yeah. he, and he said, I knew the Ringmaster sucked... But I didn't complain about it. I just said, "Fuck it! I'm not gonna do what they're gonna t- they're they're gonna tell me to do. I'm just gonna be Stone Cold." And it became Stone Cold because of that. Yeah, that's what I mean. They let this what I mean. Back then, they would let the wrestlers be basically let them try to find themselves as the character and then explore it and actually try and mold it into because this, this the Stone Cold said this best, and I think I could quite a few led quite a few other wrestlers say this. Basically, when you play as when you when you are one of the characters on WWE, it's an extension of yourself. You have to believe it, mm-hmm. and you basically have to feel comfortable with it. And when you when you are that extension, you do believe it that much. The better the crowd will see that and get get over with you. You know? Yeah. It's just I'm just kind of wondering, like, why did they make an exception with New Day and not uh, other guys who tried getting over on their I, own? I think that's the annoying thing about it is that basically you have to prove in some sort of sense. In you have to work within their boundaries first, and if if it does get over within their boundaries, then it will start letting you doing it. It's just the thing with WWE at the moment. The big, big problem is that it's so controlled. You can't say anything outside their script, or you be in a big trouble. I think like it, it, you know I I think I think they got I think they I think they got away with it because Vince has always had a soft spot for Kofi. Oh, he always had. That, that, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, I'll let it slide because Kofi's there. So I and I can't say no to him because like, you know, a lot of people give Vince shit for not booking Kofi as a main eventer, but dude, he he really loves the guy. Oh yeah. And he, he would like. Do every anything in his power to keep him on the roster because well, no, I mean, he really likes the guy. Well, I mean, he's like um, the, 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 if you talk to anyone about funny stories when it involves um, Kofi, they always have nice things to say about him. I think the funniest one I ever heard was him when him and CM Punk were going through um, Texas or something like that. They both got pulled over because they believed they were drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the funniest <laughs> stories I've ever heard. No, I love the I love the story that Jericho tells when when he's on where they're on a private jet and it's Kofi and Vince and then Vince like starts going crazy and is like wrestle me wrestle me and then they just start wrestling and oh. and he's like oh and then he's, Vince says something along the lines of well maybe one day you'll get over or something like that and it's just so funny oh ouch ouch. Uh, they're, they're, they're quite funny, funny stories over the years. I heard. I, I think one of the funniest one I heard was when CM Punk was um, he was on a radio show and they asked him what it was like going out to tributes of the troops and stuff like that. He ended up bunking with what was it? It was him, JBL, um, Kofi, and I think it, they ended up bunking with the Undertaker and Vince as well. And um, apparently. Um, 
Apparently that was the moment when 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 CM Punk got up and he wanted to use searching around this whole entire bunker trying to find this toilet, and he had this epiphany saying, "What am I doing in my life?" <laughs> yeah, and it was just one of those moments. It, it, it was funny, just 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 the way he was explaining it and stuff like that. And apparently there was one moment as well when like two of them was so like a couple of the wrestlers were letting off farts as well, and each one. Basically, got worse and worse and worse until Vince did one. You just hear this like rapture or something. Like that. It's quite funny. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I just I just think the problem with with WWE right now is like they just keep booking these matches. Like they have all these mid card guys and they don't know what to do with them, and that's why that match was so random. Yeah, and not in a good way. That's the problem. They, they need they need to get a new creative or get a new head of creative, but that's not going to happen because the head of creative is is Stephanie is Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, it's like why can't we just have Triple H book the shows because he knows what he's fucking doing. <laughs> he and was it team and two other. It's it literally Triple H's team at NXT. It's literally him and two writers most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, ne- next match. Next match is the Brother of Destruction versus the Wyatt family. We already talked about that. That was the curtain jerker. Yeah, I think there's nothing much to say there. Um, Ro- well, the main event, the main event wasn't bad until the ending. It was a oh, really boy. good solid match. I, I really <laughs> liked the match. I love Roman Reigns versus Dean Amber. I thought that was a solid match. Then the ending happened. <laughs> where he wins the belt and then it's like oh confetti comes out and the crowd's booing because you know Roman Reigns and well, they were blah, booing blah, blah, and blah. cheering it was a bit of both you know yeah <laughs> but but again some people were happy some people weren't and um, I, it wasn't I, it, it, was, it wasn't as bad as it wasn't as bad as the Royal Rumble I'll just say it I, right now I, I think it was a feel good moment because like you finally watch this wrestler trying so hard to get get this bloody title and he finally got it, and then suddenly Triple H come out, and you're just like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And then suddenly, oh no, oh no, they're repeating <laughs> SummerSlam 2013 here. <laughs> he gets screwed. Oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck off. And then when, when Sheamus won, the crowd was supposed to boo, but then no reaction. No, there was no... No reaction. <laughs> the thing is, this will say about Roman Reigns, at least he gets a fucking reaction. Sheamus, <laughs> on the other hand... Dead, you know, because <laughs> because like, I was talking to Sam about to, about this at work. I'm like, the problem with Sheamus is I don't mind him being champion, but it's obvious that he's transitional champion. Oh yeah, he is. And, and it's so obvious that he is not over that because he's been away from the main event for God knows how long now that people just stop giving a shit about him. I think Money in the Bank is literally wearing thin as well. The whole concept of it is just dying. Could literally. Money in the Bank is this generation new King of the Ring. It's like if you go back and look at all the winners that won King of the Ring, the large percentage of the people that win it either are heels or become heels since after winning it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, the tournament where we was supposed to get a guy over to to, to elevate the one guy from the mid card to the main event roster. Why Sheamus? Why the fuck it was Sheamus? Oh, <laughs> seriously. Ah, oh, cause, cause he's friends with Triple H. That's why. <laughs> yeah, and then, then after that, he get. I, I, 
I don't mind the guy, but it's like, why now? Not now. <laughs> you know I mean, you had a really good match with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. They both put on a brilliant show. People were cheering, booing for him. It was like a actual wrestling match in that sense. But especially then... considering, especially considering the fact that the crowd was mostly dead for most of the fucking show. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it was like okay, let's. And then suddenly they're like, okay, right, fine, okay, we're going to go into this now. And then Roman Reigns wins it. Like, I was happy because I'm, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. And um, Oh, I didn't know you that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of oh, meh with the guy. I, but, I, I, I mean, like, I, I like yeah. Roman Reigns. He, he's, not a, he's not as bad as everyone makes him out to be. He's, 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 this is the thing with the, I said about Roman Reigns. I've said this earlier already, but he has a good character in him they just try him way too hard to make him the next john cena yeah he's not i mean you look at roman reigns he's the guy who you know you meet in a bar and then you're like oh i don't want to mess with this guy because he's uh he's a badass yeah he looks like he's gonna snap yeah and we speak about that when we get to raw um so sheamus wins the title everyone goes home disappointed and they're like whatever yeah (laughs) and then raw was supposed to raw was supposed to you know help ease the pain but it made everything worse yeah basically they obviously setting up a few with dudley's and the wyatt's now um i'm trying to remember what else happened oh they had the rematch with charlotte and Paige and uh, I, I think to me Bray Wyatt is going to be that guy who's just going to go from feud to feud because the creative team has no fucking idea what to do with them. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing they're going to put him with the Dudleys, and I'm guessing the Dudleys are going to put him over to give him back some momentum since losing to the Brothers of Destruction. He lost to the Brotherhood of Destruction. He lost to Roman Reigns. He lost to everybody. Yeah. So again, if they want to build him back up, they put him with the Dudleys, and I think the Dudleys are. Then again, I I think it's obvious the Douglas are there to basically put over the younger talent, and I'm glad I'm glad they're doing that, you know, because there's there's not there's not many of those um, old veterans that won't do that, you know. Now, well, Goldust <laughs> Goldust um, does that. He he does help. Um, Chris Jericho when he does turn up, he puts over wrestlers as well. Yeah, I, I just think the problem with Raw was like it was just a mediocre show that would made everything worse because it you know random booking. Random moments that made no sense with like Keith Slater coming out and trying to sing a song, and then Ryback comes out. I do not get shell that. shocks him, and then I... I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> do you seriously think they just put that in for filler? Literally, yeah. like, fuck, we don't have nothing to fill. <laughs> this this is the problem with Raw. It should not be three hours. Yeah, that was a big mistake. Oh god, the the JBL segment where he's plugging a shitty product. I'm like, oh my god. And then, that then, was then, then we watch some food porn with Mark Henry eating a burger. <laughs> yeah, it's sexual, baby. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just waiting. I was just saying that. Wait, please, crowd, please, crowd, chant sexual chocolate for the love of God. <laughs> but also, can, speaking can, of, he had, and you know, you know, you know what's sad? What? The funnest, the best match on the show was Mark Henry versus Neville. That was, that was the best match. <laughs> also, I love the fact that basically at the end of it, you think Mark Henry's going to attack him, but suddenly he just shakes his hand and then slaps him on the face like, "You did good, kid." <laughs> It just walks off. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like that. You know, Mark Henry, another guy, puts over the young talent. Yeah. I mean, he puts over young talent. I mean, he has his, he basically, he's, he's had his run as the champion, and now he's like, okay, fine, okay, I'm, I'm good. 
Uh, just just go back to sexual chocolate one more time, please. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I, I can't remember what Raw it was, but Mark Henry came out and got in a few with John Cena, and basically everyone chanted sexual chocolate, and then Mark Henry just getting really wound up by it, and then John Cena basically just went, anyway, and he's like, tell him to shut up, and John Cena's like, well, apparently they want you to have sex with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um... I thought the prime time players in Gold Dust match versus the Cosmic Wasteland was quite good. I, I wanted them to build up a proper feud between Gold Dust and Stardust because they left that uh, hanging after maybe, a fast lane. Maybe they might do this. Might build it up at TLC. It might be a triple, like three on three match, and then because those two, because I, I, I swear to God, one of my favorite moments from like last year was when they were talking about WrestleMania. Yeah. And they had like Goldust and and uh, they had like Goldust and Cody on the show, and when they asked him the question, who 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 would be your dream opponent for WrestleMania, and Goldust was like, yeah, my dream opponent, you know who it is, it's gonna be Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I think maybe if they build it up correctly for WrestleMania, that'd be a good match, you know. Yeah. Even if it's the pre-show, you know, just let them wrestle with God, that, that that really pissed me off with like Fastlane when they had this amazing match and the crowd was booing. I'm like, fuck off! You don't get to boo the, these guys. Fuck off! You don't get to boo them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, um, J- Jack Swagger's back. <laughs> Got no reaction whatsoever. Basically, we support racism. <laughs> so this is just a bit of confused. Please, like Jack Swagger now a face. But yet again, he was like a diehard uh, racist. But so this is the thing that blows my mind is that basically no one likes what's going on with the whole Donald Trump thing because this is what WWE did. Basically, they're trying to counter-react this, got away that we are the people gimmick with, with Jack Swann and Seth Coulter, trying to do this whole heel scene with Seth and Del Rio to basically say, no, 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 we are... Mexican, and basically we are like a United Nation, and then apparently it's like USA. It's like I think that's the only reaction Jack Swagger got when they was really came out. They went USA, USA, and that's it. And um, and it just goes like he looked so bored. Oh yeah, he did. He looks. He, he to be fair, ever since he lost that world title back in God knows how many years on SmackDown, he he never gained a smile back. <laughs> His smile and optimism gone. Gone. <laughs> well, with with the world heavyweight title, um, but yeah, it, it, it's weird. He, he does not look interested. He does the again. He was. You can kind of tell he was into it, but at the same time, he's like, he. I can imagine just sitting. I think knowing Jack Swagger, he's probably been told, "Oh yeah, you're going to put a belt to Rio over." Knowing that, he's probably he's probably like, "Oh, okay, fine." <laughs> He's like, I'm still a young guy. I mean, I'm younger than Del Rio. You could put me over. Nah, that's fine. That's cool. Fuck that. We don't. We don't. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we had the Diva rematch, which was Charlotte versus Paige. Okay, ask me this question: How is it putting someone in a submission hole on top of the table hurts more than actually putting someone through a table? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hello. 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 Did you drop? No, no, no. It's, it's still, still. Go I'll on. still go. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Let Let me ask you this. When? No, no. You said like the. Why is it? Why does it hurt more than when it's on the table or not? Yeah. You know, How? through the table. I don't know. I I don't know. Well, this is what I mean. When I saw Paige taking off those fucking the fucking whatever that thing is above the monitors and took the monitors out, I was like, oh my god, we're gonna see a diva go through an out table. This is gonna be all. No, no. 
<laughs> you're, tell, you're telling me you want to revenge the Divas Division, but for having Paige putting Charlotte through a fucking announce table? Yes, that would be fucking impressive. Something revolutionary for the Divas Division, but no, just 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 to put a submission hole on top of the announce table. Fine, cool. <laughs> And, and I love the and love the announce team trying to sell it so hard, and just failing miserably. Okay, I'm gonna go on a little tangent here about the announce team. The whole announce team, whatever it is, sucks at the moment. Michael Cole, Michael Cole can go die in a fire. Michael Cole, I don't know what's what's wrong with him. He's like, ah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, JBL awful. Brian Saxon's probably the best person on there, but that's not saying much. <laughs> Because he's a young guy and he doesn't sound old and tired and wants to kill himself. <laughs> no, it's it's more the fact that it's like because he's the young guy, he's um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like he's really much like okay, I don't want to upset these guys because they've been doing this longer and they can easily get rid of me and just keep these two, you know? Oh, like they did with Striker. Yeah, all Joey Styles. <sighs> Who is you? Your best announcer. Your best, your best commentator um, for the whole entire company, who's good at doing commentary, I, I works in a WWE office for for the dot com website. Yeah, again, I've, I've seen Joey Styles recently on the WWE Network when he's him and Paul Heyman when they're talking about ECW. He's really happy working in the dot com center. And he doesn't really want to go back to commentary, but yeah, again, at the same time, he's because you you know why? why? You want to know why that is? I, because cause, uh, Joey Styles hates the WWE style of commentary where they're like, oh, don't tell, don't, don't, don't tell the moves, just tell the story. Yeah, he fucking hates that. It's the garbage. Thing with, the thing with Joey Styles is that he's he's like Jo in the sense, basically, you can tell he's really into it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point. Jr. can sell air. Joey Styles can sell air to me, you know. Yeah, because uh, Joey Styles, he came from ECW, and ECW, they actually called the matches. They didn't, like, tell the story or whatever. But when he came to the WWE, they are like, oh, tell the story. Don't don't say the name of moves and yada, yada, yada. And that's why he hated it. That's why he's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Fuck that. And I think the only... Again, I can't believe I'm saying this out of all of them. Probably the king is probably the best person at the moment. Oh, no. Really? No, no, he's not. No. <laughs> But yeah, again, now saying that they did they did put on a SmackDown, so you know. <laughs> uh, I love being on SmackDown. I just I... also I don't I do not like the NXT announcers. I they just sound smug as hell. Oh, <laughs> they just eat off their own fumes. It's unreal. I I don't mind them, but the problem is I'm a new viewer, so please tell me what the fuck is going on instead of like bragging about how good you are or the network. Yeah. You know? Well, that's pretty much what WWE announces are for now. Basically, she's like, yeah, you can buy this for $9.99. <laughs> buy what for $9.99? Ah, uh, you can sell yourself for $9.99. I miss JR. Bring JR back. You know he's not going to come back. <laughs> uh, this is, with, with that... They just they. I think they need a massive. Or, or better yet, just just bring back the Miz. The Miz was great on main events. Oh, he was at least he funny. It was <laughs> yeah, funny at least. He, you could tell he didn't take the job seriously, but at the same yeah, time, he's like he was having fun at least. So yeah, uh, 
I like the fact that Roman Reigns is now more aggressive. I like I the more like aggressive that. Roman Reigns. I like the fact that he, when he was in the match with Rusev, he was really aggressive. And he even got a chair and it's like, how many your way? <laughs> yeah. Rusev with this chair. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, he snaps. I mean, yeah. I mean, that constant <laughs> booing by the fan. He just finally lost it. <laughs> Because he was going to get into it. Do you imagine what's going through his head? He's like, okay, just, just, like, just imagine the fans booing you. Just imagine the fans booing you. <laughs> ah! Just like, just trying to shocked. I'm shocked you didn't hit him on the head, because you can tell he wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> also, also I, lo- I love the fact that basically when when uh, Sheamus and Rusev were retreating for the ring, oh yeah, by the way, King Barrett came in and basically calls, um, you know, a, um, you know, deep disqualification for the end of the match. I forgot to mention that. Apparently, he's allied with Sheamus now for some weird reason. Cause you- I mean, they, they they had a chance to build, like, a a, a, a a faction with, like, three foreign guys, but they didn't do that for no. whatever reason. Again, um, like I said, they could have done that. But again, this was all, you know, basically rushed together because Rollins got injured, unfortunately. It's like, oh, we need someone to dis- to disqualify the match. Up, oh, fuck it, Barrett. He's not doing anything. Yeah, it's like, right, okay, you're British. Um, he's Irish. You guys should be together. It's like, okay, um, what else? <laughs> okay, you're Ford as well, Rusev. Okay, you you, you go with them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, overall, pretty shit raw. Pretty terrible raw. Also, uh, one question. Why the fuck is the title match between uh, Sheamus and Reigns a uh, TLC match? That makes no sense. The next pay-per-view is TLC. It's like, oh, it's, it's going to be a TLC match. There is no reason to it for it to be a TLC match. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad, because if, if they're going to do this whole stupid thing, it's like, oh, look, it's TLC, the pay-per-view. And I'm like, and I'm like okay, the main event's TLC match for, for, for the title. Fine, okay. I can live with that. <laughs> At least they're actually having a TLC match. Otherwise, we might get another epic stairs match. Oh, where Big Show refuses to put the fucking young guy over. Yeah. He's like, fuck it, I'm not doing this. To be fair, the stairs got more put over in that match than... than um, who was it? Luke Harper was in the match? Oh, Eric Rowan. That's or it, oh, yeah, Big, Eric Rowan, Big yeah. Red, as they called him. Fucking oh. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, he was a face at the time. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Big Red. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, Christ. I just remember the stairs match. I just remember the stairs was getting over more than Big Show and the other <laughs> guy. <sighs> so, overall, WWE product is real shitty. Moving on. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. For uh, WWE talk. So, for those who are still listening, a new trailer dropped today. Captain America Civil War. And I am shocked that this was like one of the most lazily put together trailers I've seen in a long time. <laughs> okay, do you think this is, better, this is more put together than, um, let's say, Batman vs. Superman trailer? I think the the first which one the first one or I'm the second one? I'm thinking more the first one. Yeah, because the first trailer was bad, but it, I think what was worse? No, the Fantastic Four trailer was still worse yeah. than this, but you know. Hmm. <laughs> That's why I mean I do not know how to feel about this because it's like I'm hyped for the film, 
I'm not hyped. This movie has not sold me on it. <laughs> I'm hyped in the sense that, okay, we're going to get these superheroes coming together for the first time, and it's going to be this big epic event. But... Yeah, but it doesn't feel epic. It's just like, oh, they're going to fight you know, Iron Man and blah, blah, blah. You, like, you know what this, all, this makes, this almost makes me, what, what it makes me feel like? It's pretty much a continuation of the Avengers. Yeah, it just feels like, oh, another episode of a TV show. It feels like a fucking preview for an upcoming episode for a TV show than it does a movie trailer. Yeah, and also then everyone got annoyed about it. It's like, oh, great, we're going to see Spider-Man. Oh, wait, there's no Spider-Man in, us in this uh, Captain America trailer. But but we did see Black Panther. We don't care about Black Panther. We want to see Spider-Man, nothing else. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yes, man, I do not know how to feel about it. I'm sorry, it's just, it's just really hard for me to care at this point, because I'm like, oh, it's by the numbers, it's like forced conflict, not a lot of emotion, uh, and a, just throwing a fight at the end to make people hyped. Again, again, the first, let's be honest, the first Ant-Man trailer wasn't that good, but the second one was better. Maybe when they get a second trailer together, it might actually it just, be it just, better. It just feels so cobbled together. Like, they had, like, footage, like, finished footage, and they, like, just cobbled this up into a two-minute trailer. That's there the same, you go. That's the same problem they had with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh, shit. God, that was awful. Yeah. That was fucking awful. Marvel's <laughs> first trailers, when they released for films, are never that good, to be honest. They never have been. It's like, oh, Bucky, do you remember? It's like, are we still doing this? Are we still doing this? <laughs> Someone actually made a good comment where I saw saw about this. Where, wow, Captain America in the trailer it just makes make it just makes Captain America look like um, what's the word I'm looking for? That basically he's like, oh, I'm not fighting for freedom and justice. I'm fighting for my my good old friend Bucky. How how much of a dick move would it be? Basically, Bucky just turned around and basically just shot Cap Cap in the back. He's like, oh, I'm still. Bad, that, that's kind of what that's kind of what pisses me off about the whole thing. It's like, oh, it's not about being a superhero or a vigilante and signing up and giving up your rights to the government. It's more about, hey, I this, my friend is is still a good guy, but everyone hates him, and I'm gonna defend him. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, sort of beat the whole ritual concept of civil war in that sense. Oh, so you, can tell, you, you, can, you can tell who the villain is when he shows up in that trailer. He's like, oh, uh, there are superheroes and there are super vigilantes and we need this new call. It's like, yeah, villain, villain. Then, <laughs> yeah, basically we've got, oh, look, it's Crossbones. And what's this? There's a hint of, was it, oh, what's his name? Fucking hell, Captain America villain. Uh, Zemo. Yeah, Zemo. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to wear who the is, purple who, sock. Who, 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 who is not going to wear the mask because fuck being uh, original to the source material? That's probably the one, the one, the few only few times I think Marvel ever, ever divert from the source material in that sense. Really... No, they did with no, they did with Jessica Jones because they couldn't be bothered to paint David Tennant purple. I but I'll be fair, and Jessica Jones, they did they did do a whole good thing to that because let's be honest, seeing a purple man walking around, it'd be kind of weird. But that's kind of the whole thing. That's why he's called the Purple Man. You take that away from him, he's just a normal. He's just another fucking asshole. To be fair, no, in, in Jessica Jones, they just call him Kilgrave than than Purple Man. Yeah, because we're we're more loyal to the source material. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> no, you're not. It did make me laugh that they actually put in the diamond costume in Jessica Jones. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a cute Easter egg. I saw that. I went, oh my god, they actually got it. 
they actually got got the costume for her. <laughs> no, I just, it just, I, I just, I, I don't really feel like I care because, like, once again, the actors look bored in the trailer. Iron Man just shows up because it's Iron Man, and it's like, why is he still Iron Man? Didn't he quit? Well, Didn't he quit twice now? <laughs> well. Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, but maybe one other thing. Basically, they're like um, the way I probably probably the way they did it in the trailer. That's like from what I can tell from it. It's like right, Captain America. He's been an a hole. He's not listening to the government. Um, but um, Tony Stark. Yes. Um, your your mate. Um, your friend. Um, Steve Rogers not listening. Can you go down there and try to talk some sense to him? And wear the Iron Man suit. Do I have to wear the Iron Man suit? Yes, you have to wear the Iron Man suit. Oh, Fine. Why, and why? And why does he still have that ugliest fuck design from the third movie? I hate that design so much. That annoyed me. They brought that design back, and they they rechanged it. Well, basically, they changed the design. Basically, they changed the age. Was it was it Age of Ultron design to the classic Iron Man one, which I really like. But they gave him back the third one, which I don't get. <laughs> design is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it's actually red and yellow, and like not like what's it, gold and red. Yeah, ah, fuck. It just it looks ugly. Can't take him seriously. Would have loved to see the black and 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 gold armor. That would have been awesome, but nope. Nah, that, 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 that's never, we're never gonna see that. If we do, it'd be like it'd be like a little cameo sort of thing. Yeah, because that would have been really cool. That would have made sense. He's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, no more Iron Man. I'm part of the government now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they brought back, um, they actually brought back one of the actors from the Incredible Hulk film. <laughs> oh, you about that. They brought back, um, what was his name? Thunderbolt. Ross. Oh, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> he, he, he pretty much came in, he's like, right, Captain America, stop being a bitch, sign the documents, and Captain's like, no, I love my friend Bucky. Uh, we're going to do this, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to the film. Again. Also, how, hilar- how hilarious was that shot with Captain America running in slow motion, running from explosions? <laughs> I thought I was watching a Michael Bay film when I saw that. <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> well, was it just me when we see Captain America running after the Black Panther? All that popped in my head was like, on your left. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Seriously, that, 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 that all popped in my head. It's like, on your left. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, and and it's funny because like they showed Black Panther and then you could tell when he's kicking it's a CGI dummy. <laughs> Again, like I said, I never go by Marvel's first trailer for their film because their first trailers are always bad. <laughs> so pretty awful. Try next time. We'll talk about the next trailer when it comes out. Yeah. But let's talk about a trailer that broke the fucking internet when yeah. it was. <laughs> okay. Well, we didn't talk about this because, you know, we were busy with work, but uh, Star Wars, the the actual legit trailer came out and uh, it broke it, it. It, it broke the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> People went apeshit for it. it. That's how you do a trailer. <laughs> Basically, you show a lot of stuff, but at the same time, you don't give that much away, you know? Yeah. And also, I think this is the one... Again, um, 
they're playing it really, really safe. But yeah, again, I can understand why they're playing it really, really safe because when the last time George Lucas did a Star Wars film, he went too experimentally and it all ended up down the shitter. I think I think the problem with with most trailers these days is like they give too much away. Yeah. And they have and they and they have this stupid mentality of oh we have to explain shit to the audience otherwise they're not gonna get it and they're not gonna they're not gonna see it. Yeah. This basically shows you what you need to see and then it lets you fill in the blanks. Just try to fill in the blanks yourself, you know. Yeah, but no, I mean I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it looks a lot better than the teasers we've been getting, but still mysterious. Yeah. Although I'm not a big fan of the fact that they're making another Death Star. That's just. Really stupid. Do you think that is the Death Star or something that's coming out? No, no, it's, con- it's 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 confirmed. He J J Abrams said it was another Death Star. Wow, they're playing they're playing really <laughs> from this one. Well, I don't blame him because there's two reasons. One, if you're directing a motherfucking Star Wars film, you're gonna have a motherfucking Death Star in it. You want a motherfucking Death Death Star? You're like, yeah, I directed that Star Wars film with a motherfucking Death Star in it. And it's definitely <laughs> as well. It's just that. They want to play it safe. They want people to come in and watch this film and be like, wow, this is the Star Wars that I used to know, you know? That's why they gave, like, Kylo Ren a design similar to Vader with his helmet. Exactly. They played Because it's like, oh, you know, remember, it's the Wink Wink Nod Nod Syndrome, and oh, it's Harrison Ford, and it's Chewbacca, and it's C-3PO, and all this other shit that you remember from your childhood. Have you seen the interview with Mark Hamill when someone asked him, said, why we haven't seen you that much in the, the, in the trailers? <laughs> He's pretty much came out and said that I'm on a contract disclosed claimer. I cannot talk about the film. If I do talk about the film and what my role in it is, I will lose. I will not get paid. <laughs> it's like this, this is not the first time this happened to me. And he started talking about the time when it was, it's happened to him like two other times. One time when, um, well, again, the second Star Wars film, Empire Strike Back. And when he ran, landed the role of the Joker. Oh, yeah, he had to keep that a fucking secret. Yeah, he could not <laughs> say a word to anyone until the episode aired. The first episode with him in actually aired. I think he did that again with, like, Arkham Knight, because they, yeah. they were really secretive about that. Yeah, I think that was another disclaimer that they had to... Um, yeah, I think that's the other one he mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so... Also, it's really interesting because... Uh, Harrison Ford gets top billing, so I'm guessing he's going to die at some point. <laughs> well, to be fair, he didn't. He, he wanted to die since the um, second film. Uh, I'm I'm talking about the character, not Harrison Ford himself, because that is disturbing to think that he wants to kill. Him. No, you you know what I mean. Like he wanted to <laughs> not because he wasn't essentially. He wanted to come back and do the third film. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, depressed uh, uh, Harrison Ford the movie <laughs> have you heard what Harrison Ford said he wants to do another Indiana Jones film no no please, seriously he wants please. to I, I, I think him doing Han Solo again it's like I think he's getting nostalgia vibes he's like oh I want to get back into doing it again it's like no Hans just, 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 just sit in the corner please he's <laughs> like I need work I'm depressed <laughs> gonna kill myself <laughs> Damn you, Lucas! Putting I'm, you I'm, I'm still, in my uh, idea, Jones. Oh films. God, have, have have you seen the the cover for Empire with with him, like the Empire magazine with 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 Han Solo? I thought that was quite cool. 
<laughs> the amount of Photoshop on his face is fucking hilarious because they tried to make him look younger than he actually is. Yeah, I did see that. It was a cool poster anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or the posters with all the characters holding something against their face. That's That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it, needs, it needs more rocks covering him up. <laughs> R2D2 with the rocks, Porkins with the with the sandwich. <laughs> or oh, as um Lucas put it, Jar Jar's king with all this thing. <laughs> Jar Jar's king off. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know that like a lot of people are worried about it, and I'm, and and you know they kind of should be because you know last Star, you know it's been a long ass time since we've seen a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> I, uh, mate, I think this film will break near two billion. It'll, it'll probably be the biggest grossing movie of 2015, hands I, down. I think, he, I think he can do it. I think he can knock um, Avatar off on the top. Or possibly, I doubt it, or possibly Titanic. I doubt it, but I will probably think it will beat Avengers, because Avengers is like number three on the highest grossing yeah. movies of all time. Yeah. So it'll beat that definitely. We went, and... but but who knows? Like I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Kala Rana looks really great, and again, I don't. A lot of people don't like this, but I like the 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 destroyed Vader helmet. It's such a cool visual. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. You 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 wonder <laughs> yourself, how did the fuck did he get that? <laughs> like I I knew it burnt, but yeah, at the same time, I'm like. Wait, wait, wait! How did he get that? You know, did he, did, oh, did, did, did Kyle Ren just go down there and just kill all the Ewoks and be like, "My helmet"? <laughs> no, he just he just uh, had someone make a replica and then he just smashed it. <laughs> He's like, oh no, it's Vader's helmet! Hey guys, I heard Kyle Ren's helmet is not the real Vader. No, it's I'm telling you, it's Vader's helmet. Kyle Ren to me just looked like he's going to be a massive Vader fanboy in this film. Yeah, I, I kind of see that, and I, and and I love the design of his lightsaber because if you look closely. It's it's a mess. Like it's yeah. it's it's meant to be like handmade, yeah. and I like that. Have you heard what some people were saying about Kyra and lifesaver? Well, <laughs> in some states in America or some areas in America, if it's really really Catholic, postman apparently some cinema chains are banning showing Kyle Ren cut out figure Kobani. You know the upside down cross symbolism. <laughs> I shit you not. That's that's actually a thing. Hail Satan. <laughs> Carl <laughs> Ren is following the ways of Darth Vader and the Emperor, and the Emperor is pretty much Satan. So, mm. yeah, I like his design because it's very simplistic, and you can tell like it's it, his entire costume is very simplistic, and he made it himself. And uh, same with his lightsaber. Yeah, which I like that because again, attention to detail with character design is just a thing of the past now, which is you know a, a sad, sad reality. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, good on J.J. Abrams for Captain Phasma. I like the design of that because he's an homage to... Um, have you ever seen Phantasm? I yeah, rings a bell. With the one with the murdering sphere? Oh, fuck. With the tall guy and the murdering sphere that goes around kill, killing people? Is that Knights of the Old Republic too? No, no, no! It's it's a movie from the seventies. It's it's an homage to that. Oh, okay. It's a it's an it's an old sphere that goes around and kills people. No, really great horror movie. Mm. Should watch it. I'll give that a watch then. That, she's supposed to be an homage to that, so okay, okay. Which is an interesting little thing. 
Um, I don't know, but I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No, that's all I got to say. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, I think that's it. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.